Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have we been? We've been good, bro. We've been good. Let's take a shot. Shot. It's a hell of a time in San Francisco. Cheers to that. Hospitality has been phenomenal. Yes, sir. New setup. Ah. Woo. That was rough, not gonna lie. That was rough. What was that? Some knockoff Jameson, basically. Wow. Yeah, rough. Wow. This is going to be very interesting. I know that woke you up. <laughs> that woke you up for sure, because it woke me up. Oh, man. So, life update, too. We've been vibing, dude. San Francisco's been a ball. Uh, your boy flew in, what, Saturday? This was like a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. We had the whole weekend together. Yep. Went to Oakland. That was dope. Hung out in San Francisco. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a scary place. It's like Gotham City, to be honest. No, dude, but I, I can see why you like it here because it has a lot of elements that make for a great city. But yeah, man, because I, I feel like I've gone for a couple walks, dude. It's not that I don't feel that someone's about to rob me. I just don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, is that similar? I, I don't, obviously, I'm just visiting for the first time, but is that how you still feel like on a day to day basis? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously, as, as uh, a male and then. Uh, a minority I feel a little more in place because I just don't have like the tech bro sure like look sure sure, sure, sure. so I'm praying to God that means I'm not like a prime target I, maybe I'm just making this shit up in my head sure 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 I think just seeing the the crime stats and just knowing what goes on it's it's just a sketchy feeling it's sketchy and then also just knowing that like this you would think like, I don't think this shit happens in Park Avenue, New York. Right, You right. know what I mean? And this is a very expensive place to live in the world. Yeah. So, like, why are you dealing with this? Right. That's the confusing part of me. Yeah. No, it, that's been confusing to me since I moved here. Like, why am I paying this premium working for a super prestigious company and literally, like, three months in, there's a murder on my block? Granted, like, I'm pretty sure it was an isolated incident or sure. maybe dispute between people, but regardless, like... It happened. Yeah, it happened, and you wouldn't expect that to happen in, like... Not saying I live in the Hamptons, but, like, as a frame of reference, you wouldn't expect that to I happen. I mean, Hampton prices, though. Yeah. Hampton prices, bro. Not far off, at least. Yeah. Or the people who own homes in the Hamptons also probably live out here. Right. So, no, I can feel that. But again, it's just... It's dope, man. I would say... Uh, probably something you can have talked to a little bit more that we enjoyed was uh, hanging out in Oakland, bro. That was a dope experience. Yeah. Uh, we found a natural wine bar, drinking in the middle of the street, outside bar. Like, bro, that was a vibe. Like, that whole day was a vibe, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, super vibe. Um, and I'm glad that you suggested that um, because I honestly, like, never really hang out in Oakland. Not because I'm afraid or anything like that, Uh I'm just a creature Honestly, of habit. I more safe out there. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know if, I think the areas we went were definitely were nice. yeah, cleaner sure. and like, sure. I don't know, catered to people who just want to have fun. I think Oakland also is a little less tech bro-y. So okay. I guess the disparity is not as obvious. Okay. Like, I feel like here it's like either 50 crackheads or like tech <laughs> bros in Patagonia. There's like no in between. Yeah, the Patagonias are out here. <laughs> yeah. Out of here. Yeah. And then we had, um, dude, your rooftop and your apartment complex is fire. Dude, just like loving, just loving what you got going on here, bro. I'm happy for you, man. Appreciate this it. is uh, this is really dope, man. This is really dope. Appreciate so, it. So, 
honest question though how much longer can you see yourself living out here like is it just like you're like for example me and my house in in florida wherever in, in south florida i'm there until i can find my dream home so like what's the plan for you guys yeah it's funny that you asked this because um i had a work event and i was on the bart on the way home and was thinking about it um and i'm the type of person i i really don't like planning too far ahead into the future sure. for me it's usually like a few months every now and then i might have like a plan a year five years but mm -hmm. it's usually pretty vague so in this case definitely all of 2023 i plan to be here as far as after that like who knows it just knows? really depends on my job situation my wife's job situation but fortunately um i think we're both in a position to where if we want to move i mean we'll definitely have to put in the effort to find a, a work from home job but yeah um at that at that point who knows like i honestly didn't even expect to be in san francisco for all i know we end up two in florida ago. or some shit yeah two years yeah. ago you didn't think you'd be here right right yeah. dope dude but again while you're here uh, definitely gonna visit some more. Definitely enjoyable situation. The fall weather, bro. Like wearing, being able to wear a hoodie and not be sweating is a fucking fire feeling. Yeah. And uh, dude, hopefully this video does numbers and it makes sense for us to do more of these episodes in the same room. So, hundred percent. Love it, dude. Yeah. Um, and obviously we'll get into some of the vibes we had late evening under some uh, some substances, bro. I I look back at my Uber ticket though. So just people know I came to San Francisco for a work meeting. Went well, killed it. So no one get mad at me. But dude, the fact that I didn't order my Uber till 2.24 in the morning when I had to be at that conference by 9 <laughs> o'clock is wild, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Yo, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Because I feel like around like 10 o'clock, we're like, all right, yo, half, another half an hour. Max half an hour. Bro, it's 12.45. All right, 10 more minutes. And the fact that it was 2.24 is, yo, just a phenomenal weekend, bro. So 100%. kudos to you for being a great host. But um, yeah, man, let's get into it. Something that we spoke about to a lot, uh, spoke about a lot this past weekend, and I feel it's all over social media right now. Is just the um, I feel like there's a level of people being fed up with Kanye. Uh, he came out with the White Lives Matter uh, T-shirts at his Paris fashion show. Um, he came out with some texts, just saying some pretty wild shit about black celebrities. Uh, he came out with some comments accusing Jews to be his next people he's gonna go at. So just in general, like, what are your thoughts on like this version? of Kanye that we're getting. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm too surprised with his recent antics. When my wife showed it to me, because it, of course it was everywhere on TikTok. Everywhere, bro. I was like, I don't even want to hear it because I I feel like it's just a routine thing he does like every few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person that also doesn't, like to read into these headlines because I'm, I'm sure there's more context as crazy as a lot of these celebrities may seem i'm like i guarantee there's more to the story than, right than just the headline everyone has their story right um and that i forget which night but it was this weekend um i think it might have been the night you uh left late but i was on watching the fox news oh uh, with sean hannity whatever yeah and honestly a lot of the stuff he said Kanye said made sense to me not everything obviously but he didn't seem it seemed like a whole different person was like running his Instagram page or something because but he says it's him 
And he says he yeah. goes into this mode where he just like gets ahead of it and just puts out content. And it's like, bro, like you just sound like a girl who just got like her heart broken and is just trying to get back at her ex. Like right. it just seems so like, like you're better than this kind of yeah. thing. And someone made a good point. I think what it is, is he, he's obviously like established himself as a legend, but I think he, he needs to be the villain in order to like find inspiration. Okay. So I, I almost feel like he, he creates this polarizing aura on purpose so that he has a reason he, he creates enemies and then he has a reason to be okay. like, this group is trying to, you know, end me or this group this person's trying to end me so that he has fuel to like make more music or documentaries or whatever it is he wants to do. So what was the thing you sent me that they're saying that he's working on a documentary, but there was like a clip of him, like showing the heads of Adidas, like a porn clip. Yeah. So that I, when, as soon as I thought I was understanding Kanye's that approach, release. <laughs> that release, I'm like, all right, I, I don't know how to defend this. I don't know what this means. And to this day, I still have no idea what he was trying to do. Um, I don't necessarily think he's crazy or as crazy as people uh, make him seem. Mm -hmm. I think he's just, he knows what he's doing and he's just going to take the most extreme approach to prove a point, even if it's kind of tasteless in some ways. But do you think... Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But do you think this time we're getting enough people to be like, bro, this is excessive, right? And I only say that because Adidas finally came out and said, hey, we're uh, we're going to review our agreement with you because, you know, things are seeming a little bit south here. Uh, Instagram banned him again. Um, he was, you know, he filmed, the, you know, the, the, the show on, um, on YouTube now, but it wasn't HBO, but LeBron show in the, like the shop. Where it's like him and like four other you know, celebrity guests. Yeah. They just filmed a show with Kanye. And they had to come out with a statement and say they're not going to release it. Because they had faith that Kanye just needed a better platform to share what he was trying to talk about. And they said it was so much hate speech that they refused to air it. So stuff like that where like more people who you think were in your corner are like, bro, we can't do this anymore. Do you think that changes the future versions of Kanye we're going to get. I only say that coming fresh off for weekend where we did like an hour deep dive and it's like old Kanye, right? Mm -hmm. We saw the video, was it uh, Selfish with uh, Slum Village? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, bro, how the fuck is this Kanye the same Kanye today, right? We all evolve, we all change, right? Like you, yeah. is it two years ago, you'd think you'd be here. 20 years ago, he didn't think he'd be this rich. But like, it just seems like there's a movement. Now I'm not saying cancel him, right? We're, we're against that. But I just see there's more and more people who were in this corner who are just like, bro, we, this is too much. And like, how, how, do you think this approach of his is going to be sustainable? Before I answer, did you have a chance to hear any what he said in the the shop? No, they didn't air it. Oh, they, they didn't refused air. to air it. Oh, okay, so it wasn't no, even like were, it aired for like no, 20 minutes no, or something. No, so shit. like they came out with a statement saying there was too much hate speech. And that even though they approve the, the the freedom of speech we all have in America, mm -hmm. they can't give a platform for hate speech, bro. And more and more people are saying that, like, again, it may be tongue in cheek, but like enough people are like, we can't keep giving him a pass because we can all say even like Hitler was yeah. a nice person at one point, right? Yeah. 
like and the fact they're even making that comparison is wild bro yeah because two years ago all we're thinking about is donda and like yeah. is it gonna be a good album right and now we're like bro like what's up with this dude yeah personally i i don't think anything will change unless the heat uh hate speech is so blatant like i hope x group of people dies or like you know hitler's you know his hero or something unless he says something insane like that i think people are always gonna spin it so that the narrative is oh he wasn't saying anything bad about this group he was talking about these individuals or or whatever i feel like he's very tactful in how he he speaks about certain things because he's it, it's so convoluted you're like i don't even know what you're trying to to get across it's so confusing yeah like the it's white so lives confusing. matter it's not like oh i support kkk or like you know black people their lives don't matter it's like just a vague moment and then i'll have a response that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense so it's it's almost tough to get mad at him for too long because because people are just gonna be like oh he's crazy like he doesn't even know what he's doing that passes wild though yeah because at some point like your words matter bro mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like think about all the times we gotten drunk as kids or in our 20s and we're like dude i was drunk my bad at some point the consequences catch up right, right. like god forbid we're in a dui we hit someone we can't be like, yo, my bad. Yeah. They're like, bro, I don't go fuck. I just <laughs> broke my leg. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like at some point, unfortunately, because I love that dude, mm -hmm. I think this shit's going to catch up. And I don't see him, if this version of him continues, being able to be like, yo, but I'm dropping an album tomorrow. Get yeah. ready. Right. I think people are going to be like, bro, nah. Right. We're good. Yeah. And and the reason why I, I think, though, that he'll continue to get it get a pass I'm, I'm basing it off of previous statements like uh slavery is a choice and he still survived yeah because later on people are like oh he was talking about mental slavery and like how this the slaves didn't necessarily choose to be in that position but after a certain point in time the white slave owners conditioned them to not even want to to leave, leave. and be free and people are like, oh, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. And then it kind of just was brushed away after that. So Yeah, because honestly, that comment was almost like five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think he, it was kind of the same thing with the White Lives Matter. Like, when I saw the interview, I mean, one thing he said that I agreed with was he, he was talking about Trump and he said he feels like black people are just in, uh, what's the, the term? Um, approval rating. Hmm. And obviously that, that resonated because I, I do think a lot of politicians treat black people um, as an approval rating. It's, it's not what we can, can we do for them. Can we get them to be on our side? And then it's like all done. Sure. But in my mind, I'm like, what does that have to do with the White Lives Matter shirt? Though? Right. He didn't address that. Really. Right. Well, I think one uh, one snippet of that interview that I heard, um, it wasn't Sean Hannity. I think it was like someone named uh, Tucker or something from uh, Fox News. Mm -hmm. I think he was just showing love like, well, you guys stood up for us and said Black Lives Matter. And I just want to let you know that, you know, white life matters too. Right. But again, if you go, if we take ourselves back to 2020 and the heat of this and people passing away and being killed by cops, the idea to say that right. seems crazy. Yeah. Like seems crazy, crazy. Yeah. So that's where like I struggle with it, bro. Because I'm like, bro, like, I, don't, I can't. I can't keep giving him a pass. Right. And the thing is, I, I really tried to understand what he was doing because 
I I understand the hypocrisy of like why should people be upset with the statement white lives matter when they they obviously do it, it in his mind maybe it was like wearing a shirt that said the sky is blue and people are angry like look how stupid you know the media is like sure. they're trying to pit us against each other and stuff but i think in these situations my my fear is that it give it can potentially give uh i guess white people who or anyone really who doesn't want to admit that there are issues within this country it gives them an excuse to be like well we're all exactly the same we all experience you know the country exactly the same and therefore we all have the same issues we don't have to do any work and right. and maybe that the cop killings and stuff maybe they're blown blown out of proportion a little bit or whatever but at the same time you can't pretend like you know being black in this country is the same is the same or like there's this massive attack on white people on a grand scale or some shit right right at least there's not a great uh grand attack on white people on the grand scale for their life right 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 but i think there is a great like i think we've spoken about this in the past especially during like the heat of the pandemic when we were just like at home and like we had too much time to talk about this shit but like think about those times where like it was almost i would say not as a white man but it's probably scary as to be a white man in america with an opinion yes a hundred percent because you know what i mean like those yeah. like those opinions didn't matter yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah bro yeah. no right. you know what i mean so like, i can see that attack yeah but again still having it on your shirt being at paris fashion where you know all the eyes are on you or at least you're trying to attract more eyes and you're only it felt you were only doing that for the narrative to still be about you mm -hmm. and it's like bro but when you do that the narrative now becomes about a bigger thing that i don't think he was ever prepared to properly dive into it was just like you said a convoluted confusing confusing thing it's like bro what the fuck are you even saying yeah and his he uh showed the text to his dad where he his dad i guess laughed and he was like i'm laughing because uh, they're mad at a black man stating the obvious that's what his dad said um i think kanye said that in response to his dad who, okay who was like oh my god that was hilarious or whatever and, and the thing is i do agree like the, everything is this whole argument over black lives matter and white lives matter and like the semantics of it is so it's stupid. stupid in it's the grand stupid. scheme of things like just thinking about humanity like we're literally debating on whose lives matter more and stuff but i don't think anyone wants to uh admit the fact that black lives and white lives are still seen differently that isn't discredit like like i know if i was a white male at work i'd probably be super uncomfortable about saying certain things um and a lot of times just being uh, a Dude, straight white along male to certain lyrics. right yeah <laughs> like as a straight white male i think nowadays you're kind of there's this assumption that you have like some racist bone in your body because why wouldn't you right right which is crazy mm -hmm. that's also crazy right. so yeah I, again i don't think we're I'm not 100% against what he said. Just to say it in this day and age, and then to double down with everything else afterwards. So it kind of brings me to a, a topic we, you and I had offline about what Charlamagne said on a recent episode of Brilliant Idiots, um, that Kanye is the most, is the most that Charlamagne's ever seen of an artist or a black artist seeking white approval. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Um... 
And is that even a fair comment? Like, is that just something that's even itself Charlemagne should probably take a step back on? I think it's a fair thing to suggest just based on everything going on. But at the same time, like, I, I get where Kanye's coming from. Like, I do think, uh, and not even just Kanye, but like even black conservatives, like the fact that the Democratic Party isn't necessarily for us and they're like right. pandering to us and that maybe Trump isn't as bad as he seems and things like that. But I feel like his approach can come off as like coonish to mm. some people for lack of a better term. Um, I don't know if he necessarily directly wants white approval. I think he, I think he just desires he liked almost I think he desires everything like within uh like traditionally white dominated spaces and he almost has to feels like he has to adapt to it mm. like whether it's like the fashion industry or um politics and, and these things I think he also just really likes going against the grain too. Sure. And unfortunately, it kind of coincides with white approval in a lot of ways. I mean, I guess just given the history of the country too, which kind of sucks because it's like, how do you separate it then? Yeah. Because if he does, like, what? It, there's a plenty of black people that genuinely like Trump who don't necessarily give a shit about white approval, but disagree with some of his politics. Right. Especially being in hip hop, like. If you go against the grain, like you just look like, like the biggest sellout on the planet. Yeah, Uncle Tom comments yeah. in your fucking DMs, and uh, yeah, no, I get that. But then, I don't know, bro. It's just tough, man. Like, cause he's such again, and then maybe this is his plan all along, dude. Like, dude, how how long have we been talking about him, dude? I remember him at the MTV Awards, how what six, seven years ago now, saying like the whole like. Trust the kids, bro. And yeah. I'm running in 2020, bro, and all these things. And we we're just like, you know, it's like, dude, that's what six, seven years ago. And we're still here. Right. Talking about him, which is, again, maybe he's winning, but this just feels like the first time in a long time that enough people, I think important people in the black community at least, are just like, bro, like, this doesn't sit right with us, bro. Mm -hmm. And like, because again, I think to Charlemagne's bigger point was like, you're all about like you're it's seen from the like the inside and that inside being hip-hop culture you're looking for white approval but the moment that adidas the kardashians whoever does you wrong they're coming for a black man right and it's like i can see how someone can be like bro you can't have it both ways yeah like which is it right because you just seem real comfortable in your fucking flip-flops and leather pants and white lives matter shirt Mm -hmm. But then the moment a corporate entity trying to do you wrong, it's like, yo, they're coming for a black man in America. It's like, bro, whoa, chill. Right. I thought white lives matter. Yeah. You're good, bro. So that's where I can see, especially at these like higher up African American stars who have like struggled to make it that level. Like, nah, bro, chill. Right. Pick a side. Right. And maybe we shouldn't pick a side. And that's probably the, the the overall answer to all this. We can be a bit of both. But I can see how like when it gets this extreme, you're like, bro, pick a side yeah, and stand on it, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, stop flip-flopping, like, no pun intended, like, but pick a side, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, and, like, one of the things he talked about that confused me was, I guess he was uh, condemning 
Kim Kardashian sexualizing herself and being objectified in the media and stuff. But then I, I feel like he bragged about, you know, having the hottest chick in the game and yeah. how she uh, she became a star off a home movie and all this other stuff. And now all of a sudden it's like he wants to take the high road. And well, everything. she's not your wife anymore. Right. Yeah. And I get it. People can change. Like, it's not like, you know, the way you thought five years ago has to be the way you think now. But it just seems very convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. Very convenient, bro. And again, I feel like he's leaning on that so much right. that people can change and like things are different now. Yeah. It's like, so hopefully in two years, people can look back at these like images of him and like, oh, dude, people change. He's not the same Kanye anymore. Yeah. And it's like, bro, but I feel like shit holds weight. Yeah. And like, I can't get it. If the average Joe can't get a pass for some wild shit, why can't oh, he can? Right. And I think that's why even like the average just like consumer of all this stuff is just like, bro, nah, bro, fuck you. Yeah. Like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, white lives matter, but you can't say that. Right. Because, bro, we were down, like, we've been riding for you from day one and you know the struggle. So how are you coming at us like this? Like, yeah. So I can just, I can just see how the average person who in the past would have given him like, yo, fine, dude, just like Kanye being Kanye. Yeah. I think a lot of diehard Kanye fans are like, I don't know, bro. You figure this out and get back to us. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do hope he's playing some sort of crazy long game. Like, I don't know if it's some, you know, Trojan level shit where he's going to inf- infiltrate the, the top people in white America and do something. That's all I can, like, hope for in the back of my head. But who knows? All I know is, like, in the context of hip hop, I don't see this affecting relationships with people who already kind of had some sort of relationship like the Travis Scott's of yeah Fabio's, like his name know. is just too big I think those guys don't even have time to care about the Which politics of it conversation. all yeah yeah they're just like yo he's a he's god a god in in not just hip-hop but music and they're not gonna and the Travis Scott's don't need him to survive but I they have their relationships they're probably like as long as it doesn't affect my bottom line in fact, it'll probably improve it because I don't think people are going to associate Travis Scott or Don Tolliver or anyone else with sure. Kanye's antics because Kanye is such an entity himself that it's not like, um, I don't know, I like the Toy Lane situation mm-hmm. where people are going to really care. I think with Kanye, they're like, he's crazy, but I get why you want to work with him. Yeah, because he's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. So we'll we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, you bring it up, Tory Lanez is a great segue. So um, we're recording this on October twelfth, effective as of last, I think two Fridays ago. Tory Lanez dropped his latest album. I think it's an album. I don't think called it called a mixtape. I think it's an album. Sorry for what? Uh, Twenty tracks, an hour and sixteen minutes. So gave us some quality, con- quality. A longer length of content than most rappers do right now. Yeah. So your thoughts on first run through of uh, Sorry for What? I thought it was great. Um, it was exactly what I expected from him. Um, when it comes to Toy, I never... He's like a, a hybrid like rapper, singer of the new school. So I never obviously expect anything super deep like a, a Kendrick or anything like that. Or Ness, I didn't even expect really, you know, anything regarding the Megan situation or whatever. I just wanted good music that I could listen to, and he he gave me that. Um, I think, like you mentioned, a lot of it, in general, is kind of reminiscent of 
Drake ish. Or even like Bryson Tiller ish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's just like just the way the the sound is trended or or him being from Toronto or what, but regardless, there's no denying that he's super talented. And the fact that he I think he actually outsold Cuddy, the baby, and like uh one other uh, pretty big release which is pretty impressive right. with minimal to no placement on any of the dsp's playlists mm-hmm. but i would say that maybe like in the peak of the megan the stallion bullshit with him and her uh with him and her there definitely is like he's so he's now popping up on the home pages of an apple and a spotify right whereas i think a year ago that wasn't happening yeah so i think that's just these entities saying like bro like the community's telling us that we gotta at least promote this guy somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Which is a win in itself. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how the game works because obviously initially they're afraid to blatantly support him, and then it gets to a point where if they don't support him, they're blatantly blackballing him. So I think he, if anyone deserves a whole lot of credit, like he just never stopped being himself this whole time like i don't i can't recall a moment where he looked like he was just down and out and like no was so uh pessimistic about his future right even though on the recent interview with breakfast club which i got getting shout out to uh that that group um he did say that like like oh no i think it's actually with academics he's like bro like i i can't get into this shit and i know you guys think i make this look easy but I'm facing 27 years in like less than a month. Mm-hmm. So we may get a resolution on this very soon. And then hopefully, you know, things work out well. And you know, worst case scenario, he's fine or some shit. And it's not yeah. like him going to jail for life or whatever. But back to the album, bro. Dude, I wish that shit came out like in August to like end the summer. Because, yo, the first four or five songs are all just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's 20 tracks. So I, I had to give it a full run. But I was ready to repeat like the first four yeah. immediately. Yep. So again, nothing lyrical that again, nothing lyrical that's obvious. Yeah. But I think you would even you and I even had like a sit down section. I'm like, yo, he said that? And he said this? And you're like, wow. This yeah. guy, like, in the mix of all the nonsense, there's bars there mm-hmm. that really hit home that you wouldn't expect from him. Because to your point, like we he's like a, a hybrid of Chris Brown, Bryson, Drake, like all these guys. Right. Yeah, 100%. And my theory about him being so, like, calm and collect is I think he knows. Because he's innocent. Yeah, like, his lo- <laughs> like yeah, he's innocent. Like, But it's so odd to me that, like, I mean, I don't know how this whole thing works, like, as far as what you can say. It's odd to me that he's he's never, like, blatantly just saying I'm innocent, like, without providing details. Because I don't think he can. Yeah. Besides in a song, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I think he has a couple lines saying, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, that one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most high. Most high, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, th- I don't think you can come out on like non a, a non-musical setting and just say, no, bro, I didn't shoot her right. because it's still a fucking court case. Right. And on top of that, he's probably in the back of his mind like, wait till all you motherfuckers who are hating on me realize how you messed up by basically uh crucifying me for the past couple years or whatever it's been which is crazy to think it's been that bro we were just talking about how like yo it's dude it's already october in three or four months it's been fucking three years since the pandemic started Mm -hmm. and like so dude he was on a high and then that shit happened mid-pandemic that first year and his shit just okay you we can say it hurt him but bro like 
we're gonna get to our next topic soon, but like the fact that he outsold the people you spoke about, Kid Cudi, right? Kid Cudi's album was a major thing in the sense that it was tied to a Netflix special, right? Your average rapper is not getting Netflix special. Yeah. So in fact, you had a soundtrack to an anime Netflix special where Virgil fucking helped you direct. The baby who two years ago had a massive, you know, was the biggest rap artist. We can say, you know, maybe him and Drake two years ago. And the fact that Tori in 2022 is outselling them is pretty crazy. So that just speaks to, I think, what of some of our, co uh, not co-hosts, but interviews we've had. Like, bro, if you have some ride or die, like 20 to 30 to 40 to 50,000 fans who are just going to, dude, you're in a good spot. Mm -hmm. You're in a good spot. And it makes you even think, like, especially you, like, trying to, obviously, still doing the rap stuff, like, does it even matter ever being signed to a label? Because clearly, bro, like, again, I don't, I don't take him as a man who just flexes for the fuck of it. He clearly has this money. Yeah. And he's making money without any support, bro. Because, again, mm -hmm. maybe his biggest co-sign is, like, Drake will always, like, post a video of him hanging out with him. But Drake can hop on a track with him, though. Because yeah. I think even that's a line Drake's not comfortable with crossing just yet yeah. until these things set. Like, if you think about it, the only people who really have been able to, like, co-sign on a track is, like, Chris Brown. Right. And Chris Brown, for the most part, has his own demons and doesn't really care about anything else because, like, yo, I made it. I'm like, people compare me to fucking Michael Jackson. Who right. cares? Right. So it's pretty impressive what Tory's currently doing in the midst of all this craziness that's now going on almost two years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it just really depends on what the artist wants. Like for me, I have no desire to like be on a major label and have a McDonald's deal. As cool as that is, like I, I feel like if you get to that level, you're walking on eggshells 24 seven. And I just don't think that's necessary. Like if, like our conversation with Johan, he said he knows some artists that like their dream is to just, they just want to be the the, be the biggest artist in the world, nothing else. Like that's their goal. And for me, it's just not that deep. Like I would love to do this podcast and make music, make a good living. I don't need fucking 20 Ferraris and five private jets. Like that's just not my life vision. And I don't know what Tori's is, but it seems to me like he he's content. But at the same time, there has to be some chip on his shoulder of like all this shit talking. Bro, I think the moment he walks out of that courtroom, yo, it's fucking Tupac and 95. Yeah. Like, bro, like he better play the do like a part two of most high or something. Yo, has to. Yeah. Has to. So let's just predict the future real quick and we can run this back in a year. He's, he claims that his court case is like now like two or three weeks from now. Say comes back that he does zero jail time. What do you think is going to happen for his career? Do all those labels, kind of like with you know, Recipes of the Dead, Kobe, when Kobe had his shit with that rape case in, in uh, Colorado all those years ago, and only Nike stood by him, and then everyone came back around the moment he was proven innocent. Do you think we're going to have a situation like that? Whereas, like, I don't know about... Tory signing to anyone because I don't think he needs that but as far as the endorsement and all that stuff do you think all those things come back or he stays in this path but just get, get uh, garners more love from like the DSPs yeah I, I don't think endorsements are gonna come knocking on his door right away just because of 
how soon it would be, but I definitely think his career is just going to continue to climb, especially because I, I don't know who this would be, but I feel like the people who are afraid to work with him. The Drakes? Yeah, the Drakes post, and stuff. It could be somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll work with him. As far as Megan goes, I don't think it'll necessarily hurt her because I don't think... Bro, she's nothing. Like, I don't try to be a dick, bro, uh, but like, yo, no one is checking for her music. But the people are definitely aren't going to care about her let's say allegedly lying about everything yeah i don't think so either yeah because in my mind i thought there was going to be a point where they came and like try to cancel her and i was like bro she should go to jail like if she lied like straight up lied yeah but i my thing is like i think whatever i personally think he's gonna be maybe not deemed innocent whatever that term means in this setting i don't think he'll do any jail time but i i don't think we'll get all the details that would allow the public to properly condemn her Whereas I think that should be what happens. Mm-hmm. Like in a perfect world, we will get all the facts and we can be like, yeah, yo, she fucking lied. You don't think Tori will release another like... I don't think uh, he'll be allowed to. I think like, yo, in that courtroom... I think personally going to be a settlement where there's going to be some part of a like non-disclosure thing in, included in that. And like, yo, you can't speak of the facts, but you're a free man. So I'm glad you said that. Then do you think... Let's say it gets disclosed he he's free, whatever, but he ends up paying her $400,000. Do you think that is going to continue the narrative, though, that, oh, he just paid her off? Because I've seen, like, people did that with Kobe and the that case that he had with that girl. And I know some people who are still like, oh, well, he paid her off. That is, and he, yeah, he's in, or he's never spent time in jail or whatever, but in the public opinion he's still guilty yeah so i don't think just being because i'm such a basketball head too like being in it bro like i don't think the narrative was all all, any like after the facts i don't think anyone thought he was still guilty i think he they were like oh dude you cheated on your wife and that's not the you you were so focused on being the cookie cutter image of like the great american athlete that's perfect and then all right we know you have a flaw Right. But I don't think anyone ever thought he, like, raped this girl. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with, with this, we all, like, bro, there's no way he fucking shot her. Right? Mm-hmm. Something happened, right? Yeah. Maybe you did plot a gun. And maybe a ricochet or something. But, dude, no one thinks you actually shot this woman. But I don't think we're going to be given the, the satisfaction of those details. Because, again, for whatever reason, bro, she has a massive platform, too. And even though no one's buying her shit, right? The record sales show that shit. Um, no one's going to her concerts like that. The numbers show that. I just think because of maybe WAP being so successful or her being signed to Jay-Z and Rock Nation, that it'll never come out the truth. But yeah. I do think he'll be deemed innocent by people who were on the fence in the past. Right. And there's only so many female rappers out it's it's it would be kind of hard to be like hey we're we're gonna cancel one of like the six good ones that are making club music but it's almost like what are we canceling because we're not peeping for it anyway right like like, you know like what are we canceling right and then she's a i feel like uh, as a female within the industry you're you're kind of giving a pass i'm not saying she snitched but like when it comes to this stuff you see them as the weak link in the situation. Sure. Even if she did lie or fudge the truth, it's or like, foot bigger than oh, like she was being emotional, blah, blah. Like, I think that's the sentiment people are going to have. Even if the people who are blaming Tori 
realize they fucked up, they're still gonna be like, well, like, of course she got emotional about the situation because she she still got hurt in some way. In some way. Someone. There were still her. bully fragments in yeah. her foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no, no, for sure. But um, yeah, man. But if you guys haven't peeped it, uh, go peep the album. Sorry for what, dude. The first five tracks are fire, and then there's a few at midway that really uh, bring it home. Shout out to A Boogie has a feature on it. Um, but again, man, most artists really aren't jumping on a track with him. So yeah. if anything, hopefully that changes. All right, so we just wrapped up on Tory Lanez. So I wanted to touch base on you because we brought it up. Tory Lanez sold more than both um, the baby and Kid Cudi, his first weekend out. So your thoughts on the baby's latest project, one that he did have controversy going into because he uh, he claimed to like fuck Megan and that song came out, blah, blah, blah. So like 17,000 copies first week, right? Again, we can all say album sales don't matter, but you know, if Drake sold 17,000 copies, it'd be a problem. So the fact that the baby went from two years ago being the biggest rap rapper in the world with that song with Dua Lipa, uh, what's the song called? Uh, Hypnotize or um, uh, Elevate? Some, one of those, I feel like. So I can like look but it up. Biggest song in the world, bro. Yeah, yeah. Biggest song in the world. For him to go to that and all those dope songs he had to now really no one's checking for him. What are your thoughts on the overall... Levitating, by the way. Levitate. Yeah. Levitate. Your thoughts on the overall... If he was an entity, like your thoughts on his brand right now. So I, I definitely don't think DaBaby's like a bad artist... Or he's not a good rapper. I think his his flow and just overall sound is, I think, repetitive for a lot of people. And I feel like he even his day ones, even his day ones. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough for me saying that because I can't like necessarily say like the Migos or Future are are rapping about you know different things all the time because they aren't. But sometimes with certain artists even if they're sticking to their formula it just doesn't stick and i think the baby like his music videos and stuff were like a huge thing in the beginning sure but now i don't i mean i can't recall the last music video that kind of went viral or anything but maybe maybe the music videos did have something to do with the virality of some of the songs like that Suge song for instance like the music video is dope as hell and the song he had with uh, <coughs> sorry uh, I think the hookah and the fucking whiskey's coming right now so I apologize if I sound wild I think the song the song that he had on the original Dreamville the one that first dropped like two years ago three years ago mm -hmm. with him and J. Cole yeah like that was a moment in hip hop right right but the fact again that the moment was because of him mm -hmm. and the fact that we're three years later and dude I'm sure a video dropped for whatever song that dropped. Yeah. And dude, no one cares. Right. Like, that seems weird to me. I think it also boils down to the fact that you just need... You need a hit. Like, if he has a hit, undeniable hit, people are going to forget. But I think his music right now, or recently, has been passable. It's not absolute dog shit by any stretch of the truth. But, like, it's... I don't think it sticks. Like it's the same formula, but it's not something that you necessarily want to replay over and over. Okay. Like you could argue that Travis and Future and uh, Drake, even like you could say that yeah, they do the same thing or whatever. But I feel like they have a skill in making something that sticks, and it's it it'll make it feel different because 
the melody might be different or uh, you know they just know how to to ride like a super catchy beat in a way that's different but i feel like the, the baby hasn't really made any super impactful music recently that's just melodically undeniably a hit sure but i i can say devil's advocate i feel like he never did that right shook was different mm. but then even after shook he had an album that we were like yeah, that's cool nothing crazy but he was still famous enough that again a Lipa wanted him on a, on, a, on a track right uh post malone on uh whatever the album was it's burning hollywood's burning whatever mm. had him on a lead single right um enough people wanted him on a track and i wonder if all the antics right like not just the him at rolling loud and calling lgbt all these crazy things and i hope you get all that stuff mm. i think him fucking up danny lay's boyfriend at a bowling alley him constantly like sucker punching random people at the malls him calling the woman who worked his um private jet at karen and have your hair right when you start like all these things on top of the music just being the constant same thing that even his day ones kind of like what i was saying earlier about the kanye thing like, you, oh, the, the thing about kanye like i think eventually at some point his fans are like bro like what are we doing here like the music is average or the same maybe not average the same and then you're also just like constantly doing dumb shit. like i don't even care anymore like i wonder if that's it bro because to go from i would assume an average first week for him would be around worst case scenario like 50 to 75k worst case scenario to 17 bro like that's like not to be a dick and i know that people like if you go back to my track record like talking shit on logic those are logic numbers now mm -hmm. right someone who's around but no one's really checking for and that's like sad's maybe the wrong term i'm gonna say sad like that just shows to me that i don't think he to Tory Lanez, who has like ride or die, I don't think the baby ever had ride or die fans. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I would disagree with the the antics piece only because I feel like I see that so often with damn near every like quote unquote street rapper, and it works. Yeah, and like for instance, I I think it was I, maybe disgusting is too far, but. I thought it was disrespectful what he did to the flight attendant. Yo, wild. It was wild. But if he had like an undeniable smash hit, I would still listen to it in certain right. environments. But I, it's like my I, man, you're average. Yeah. And I think he didn't he never really had a core fan base that was like, oh my God, I I need to uh tune into everything he's releasing. And I feel like as as much as people want to call like future or whoever else a mumble rapper, they have like this persona that draws certain sure. audiences in so even future i would say as a core fan base he's a toxic king yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah dude. and he's like a huge meme and everything in, in that regard but DeBaby, and it's weird too because he's like one of the few rappers that like has like caught bodies and shot people and shit and like makes it out and like it's clearly about that life but for some reason you would think that that would keep the momentum like just right. going but it'd be wild though it was like you called a woman who wasn't a Karen a Karen that was the end of you yeah yeah <laughs> I know so yeah I think what it is what what you mentioned that resonated with me was he he doesn't really have a core fan base that cares right so I think someone like him needs a hit but someone like Frank Ocean 
can disappear for six years release an album like not a single song charts but like right the fans care care and yeah. support and russ like all and, these guys and you're making money regardless yeah um, again, I don't know his pockets. I don't want to count, but I'm sure he, the baby's not broke. Yeah. But it just seems that that core fan base was never properly cemented. Mm-hmm. It was just a bunch of like people riding the baby wave, and it's like, oh, another hit, another hit, another hit. Oh, Post Malone co-signed you, great. Right. But then once all that shit went away, dude, clearly not enough people stayed, bro. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to say. He's was blackballed. Like it's not some Tory shit. Yeah. Like, bro, your shit was on the DSPs. Right. Like, people could get your music. Mm-hmm. Like you allegedly you have whatever millions of fans on Instagram. Why do they support you? Right. You know what I mean? And it just shows that, like, bro, like, I feel like if the music isn't there, the rest of the shit after a while becomes a distraction that you don't want. Right. Because now it was distracting me, like, bro, it's just he's just doing some other shit. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I think most people have moved past like his comments at that Rolling Loud event. You know, maybe there was a couple artists like he wanted to work with that were like, "No, nah, I'm still good." But he he might be thinking about the the Dua Lipa situation. Like, oh my God, what what could have been? Or something. Oh, dude, I yeah. would fucking have night sweats. Right, bro. That's like the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, bro, you fucked up. <laughs> right, exactly. So in that sense, yeah, maybe. He was canceled to a degree, but as far as like him coming back, I think it's more about the quality of the music and less about, you know, who he's able to work with or which billboards he can get on or anything like that. So, so what is, what do you see as his route back to the top, if any? I think he has to, he has to have a, an undeniable hit. I know you just mentioned like he never really was that person necessarily not like a post malone because shook was like a hood culture yeah a hood culture hit but i don't really think it was like that didn't really like make him because there was a moment there that he was just like because this always happens whoever the pop stars are they don't really need like a drake to hop on their track yo who's relatively popular in hip-hop Give him a verse. Yeah. Right? Because Wiz had that for a moment. Right. The baby had that for a moment. Right. Uh, designer had that for a moment. Like, you don't need to get a Drake. It's like, let's get anyone, right? Yeah. But that anyone can't have this toxic nature about them. Yeah. So, my thing is, like, I don't even know if he's capable to get, like, an encompassing hit that really elevates him back to where he was. Like, I personally don't see him ever getting back to that level. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think the only... Only thing, only solution he can do is come back with the hits. Like, I don't think, like, think about anyone who had a controversial past, like, let's say Chris Brown or something. People are willing to forget. Because he's had bangers since. Yeah, like, you're just making great music. And I think it's really hard to say no if and if you get, like and a and song. Slap Rihanna, and we're still talking about him. Yeah. Yo, because how that shit was, what, almost like, what, 10, 13 years ago? I was definitely a child, like... When that shit happened, yeah, like maybe beginning of college. Yeah. No, it was definitely like we were middle high school. Of high school. Yeah, oh yeah. shit, maybe end. But so that was almost going ago. close to twenty years ago. Yeah, and we still fuck Chris Brown yeah. heavy. And some people like gave me the side eye when I went to his concert. That's but also how he has how much he would have had to to overcome. Yeah, but he has hits now. Yeah, so we're cool with it. No, well, not maybe not cool. Not with cool. It, yeah, I mean, I like, would have always liked this shit, like, but anyway, that was your life. Okay. I'm focused on contact. Whereas with him, 
you don't give me enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like it's not I don't I don't it's not that I don't care, but it's like I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, like it's because like right. to your point, I think we spoke about offline. Like it's not like the majority of his fans were LGBT community anyway. Like they're not bumping that, right? You know, it was just like, bro, like what are you doing, right? But you know, it's wild, like the fucking flight attendant thing. The what? I'm, the flight attendant thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that really for me was like, bro, like what are you no, doing? No, that was the first moment where I was. And he sucker punched people and beating up people, and I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> same. I was like, uh, maybe he asked for it. Like, sure. The dude who got punched. Well, bro, but... well, you're just like, bro, like just again, not like getting your place, but mm-hmm. bro, like you're on a private jet, you're living the dream. Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck are you to tell a woman how to dress and how to appear when, as she's serving you as right. her job? I think what it is, is like, regardless of this hip hop shit and the violence and stuff, like when there's someone innocent getting thrown into it, it's not like a fan who's like overzealous and being annoying and shit. Like when it's just a woman making an honest living and then you're, you're basing, basically treating her like degrading shit. Degrading her. Degrading her as if, you know, 10 years ago, you weren't fucking being followed in, you know, uh, Walmart or wherever the fuck you were at. And now you want to be on this high horse. It, it's just like humble yourself. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why do you have to behave this way? And it makes you not want to support people like that. Right. Especially because I'm not a day one. Right. So as a casual listener, yeah. which I think 75% of the people were... I think the majority of us like, bro, we're good, bro. Like, yeah. unless you have an undeniable hit that I can't, like, TikTok is forcing me to hear this every day, mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. And I think that's what the numbers right. show. And I think for me, when I think of the baby, like, the biggest draw is, I guess, the authenticity. Sure. Like, you know, his, his lyrics are real. Yeah. But it's also, like, fun at the same time. He can be, like, silly with it and not take himself too seriously at times. But I think, like, there's just this demeanor of, like, fuck everybody. Like, there's too much ego involved, it yeah. seems like, at any given time. And I don't know, for me, at least, that, that kind of puts me off. In a big way. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, again, I'm sure, obviously, going to keep putting music out, but... You know, dropping 17k your first week is wild mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, yeah. Again, if I drop 17k this, yo, I'm winning. <laughs> but for him, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But um, all right, man. So let's go into uh, heat of the week. I think we're very excited about this heat of the week. So I'm gonna let you explain where we found it, but then let the people know that um, I'll let the people know that we're gonna do a, a bit of a change in audio theory. So I want to put it out there, so it forces us to the same with like our interviews. Like it forced us to get interviews here. Right. So in heat of the week. We're going to start diving into maybe old school, old school songs, not from like the 80s, but maybe four or five years ago, like this week is, and really start deep diving in either that time of music or what that video of that song really entailed and just break down how wild some of the shit that we take in, we take for granted. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to let you take the floor about what the song is. And then once you're done, we'll break down the, uh, the video. Yeah. So just for a little context, uh, Danny and I were vibing out on Sunday, which is a few days ago, and we were just going through through old music videos. Not again to his point, not necessarily super old like the '80s or anything. More so within the past like 10 years, let's say. And um, when it came my turn to choose a song, I thought of one that I personally discovered i don't know maybe a month or so ago recently 
and I was obsessed with it. Like I literally listened to it maybe a hundred times within a week. And for whatever reason, I never made it a heat of the week in the past. I think for heat of the week, generally we We're try to, to choose new, new stuff, right? That no one's ever heard of. Yeah. For sure. I'm not going to make like some obscure Drake song from like five albums ago. Like, I think we know this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's why I didn't choose it. But I, I knew the vibe was, would be something that you would probably like. Sure. I think we may have before this listened to party next door who's featured in the song i'm about to mention um but the song is called can't hang by preem featuring party next door and i think what makes the song more special and why we're getting into this is the music video but the song itself is just a very simple but impactful vibe um as far as as the message is it doesn't get super deep or anything but i think sometimes when you get simplicity across in such a dope way it just it, sometimes it just hits harder than, yeah. than a song that's super complex that requires like your full attention 100 dude 100 when i heard that i was almost mad you sent this shit <laughs> to me immediately bro because similar to like some songs i said about you that you created or like Young Dolph in the past with this, like some Southern music, like there's a beauty in simplicity. Like you can get your message across and it doesn't have to be, again, which we all love Jay-Z, like no one's a bigger Jay-Z fan than me, but like you don't have to have a double, triple entendre, like these crazy metaphors. It could be the most simplest shit yeah. that we're all thinking, but it's like, yo, he said that shit in the most catchiest way, right? Right. right. So I would love to break down the video now. Let's break it down. Should we play? I don't, okay, I don't want to cancel. Like, are we allowed you to? Play it, I, I just wouldn't play it into the the microphone. Play it over so there. Play it on okay. All right, let me pull this up real quick. So I'm pulling up the can't hang video. Oh, you could even do it right here. And yes, we have hookah. We're both COVID free, so I don't want to see any comments like why I sharing that hookah. <laughs> um, so I'm a so video takes place in LA. We're gonna have it. You say we're gonna have it played in the in like uh Yep, so you guys you'll see the video as we discuss right. it. So it's a three minute video. Um, perfect. The, honestly the most simplest visuals as you see. And honestly the, the most epic summer song in the world. I would say so. A very and simple concept too. Simple concept. A bunch of girls. Honestly, it seems like a very typical Miami party. Yeah. If you really break it down. Yep. And I think honestly, I'm, I'm gonna pause it real quick. That could be the next of our next uh, the episode, <laughs> the name of our next podcast episode. <laughs> but my thing is like the ability to convey. Damn, I don't even know what this is. Um, the ability to convey exactly what you're trying to achieve in a video. Uh -huh. right away and when i say that i'm talking about the lyrics are came through in a white lamb they came through in white lamborghinis right like quite literally in these the bitches ain't drunk enough is conveying to women so murder on that beats is literally just pouring tequila down women's throat again not to be you know degrading degrading or, in any right, kind right. of way but that visually looks wild in a, the most dopest way and then you have Drake in the video that, yes, I know both these artists are signed to him, but the fact that he's only there to partake yeah. is crazy in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that I knew you that would excite you too. And the fact that he showed up, because obviously he's not showing up to every OVO song or video no, or whatever. There's too many of them. Yeah. If we t- really think about yo, he's there's a lot of artists signed to him, mm-hmm. and that you're not seeing this. Right. So I mean, it's it's obvious that he definitely appreciates the song. I'm not saying he does. If he's not in the video, he doesn't. But I think he knew it was gonna be a moment. A moment. And I want to go to that moment because this song came out in 2017. So think about this time. This is time where still Party Next Door is that guy, but not that guy, if that makes sense, right? We all keep hearing about him, but we haven't gotten that one body of work that's track one through 13 that we're like, bro, classic music, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a one single that just outshines everything else. Like, yo, this guy, I'm telling you, he's next up. And then Preem. This is a year before he drops his first album and that first single, Jackie Chan, that did numbers, right? Mm-hmm, yep. But this is a year before that. So that's why I was so impressed by this video. I'm like, as we keep watching, the number of celebrities and different artists who just wanted to be a part of this yeah. is mind-blowing to me. Right. Like, why would they be there? Right. Besides them, like, hearing what we heard. Like, bro, this song is next fucking level yeah and like why wasn't this charting right (laughs) that's what i think that's what drives me crazy is like you would think that this would be the biggest song ever made yeah biggest song yo it's thriller and then this yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i know it's subjective but at the same time it's just mind-boggling how this wasn't just circulated everywhere. I don't I don't know if Drake reposted or if any of these guys did, but it just seems like a, a blatant hit. Everything from the production to the melody. Again, super simple. So it's not like, oh, it's too complex for people right. to care about. This is the simple stuff that usually you would think would be on the billboard charts, mm-hmm. right? Because the again the majority could take it in, mm-hmm. right? So the masses could take it in. So right. we'll keep we'll keep playing it. So thus far, we've had 21 Savage with a cameo, Drake with a cameo, Murder Music in a cameo. Every vixen you ever thought about in a cameo. (laughs) (laughs) They must be in LA, huh? Has to be in LA. Lamborghinis made a cameo. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll pause it again. And this is what I think really drove it home for me was like the setup of the lyrics, right? So I think like, uh, like I, maybe I'd only started appreciating this more when I really fell in love with Young Dolph, recipes to him uh, two years ago. Uh, the fact that Party Next Door repeats a lyric three times just to give it emphasis, right? This is like going back to like Mike Jones when we were kids, right? Don't come through, you can hang. He repeats that three times. And then the la- after that, the fourth verse is, don't come through if you ain't gang. Bro, the emphasis on just that alone makes you like reminisce to every night that you're like dying. I mean, we were, we were, again, we're two grown men. We were talking about playing my bachelor party very soon. So like even like the idea of that though, I can, I can take, go back to like when I'm 23 years old, like right after college and you just want to go out after like a, your first time in the real world. You're like, bro, like I'm trying to have a great fucking night. Bro, if you're not trying to low-key get alcohol poisoning tonight, <laughs> don't come through. And I think every man can relate to those, yo, basic-ass lyrics. Yeah. 
a hundred percent and they conveyed it perfectly i'm still shocked how i'm very curious how quickly they came up with this and what the backstory was too. Oh my god, dude. That's like a phenomenal VH1 yeah, yeah. behind the music. Yeah. Just this song alone. This video alone. Right, right. Cause I'm sure we only we're only getting like two percent of what actually went down that night. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, keep playing it. All right, Metro Boomin just made a cameo. Preem, I would say Preem's a pretty underrated rapper. Yeah, I think Probably so. Probably hasn't gotten the love he deserved right. outside of Canada. Especially considering the, the obvious Drake cosign. Bro, pause it. A minute and 28 seconds in, they have Raekwon, the chef, literally cooking <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, think about that, dude. Party Next Door and Preem. Right. Who at this time in 2017, fuck it, even in 2022, we don't consider them that kind of artist to have a member of the fucking Wu-Tang Clang in your video with no lyrics making a cameo. Yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah, like, you could tell it wasn't, because I think a lot of people assume, like, oh, you know, some maybe some of these artists from the music video because they they want some extra clout. But why or, would like, he? it's a good look. Yeah. But, like, Raekwon clearly doesn't have to do something like At that. At all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, again, just, just the, the, how this is not being spoken about more in hip-hop is wild to me. And again, this is these are the greatest women Medellin has to offer in this video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of promotion for uh, Drake's whiskey. Can't, can't get mad at that. Maybe that's why he's in the video. Right. Dude, Drake is like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what is... No, Drake's dad's in the video. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Preem. Giving us great bars. I mean, that's Remember a line that, that line? we spoke about yep. for a while. So what's he say? He said, uh, I think only worry about my life because they ain't got one. Yeah, but I think he's in reference to so the, the line before that is like you're not a side piece or my you're my side not you're not a side chick. You're my like ride or die or something, mm -hmm. and they're only worried about your life talking to a female yeah. because they don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Again, dude, these are simple ass lines, mm -hmm. but in the context of people who are going through shit, you're like, bro, that shit hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have a video. Uh, I think I think his name is Justin. Uh, Diddy's oldest son mm -hmm. in the video, just like living his best life in L.A. Because like, why wouldn't you be at this fucking house party? Right. I feel like you should have been his house party, bro. I know. Oh, shit, it might even be his house for all we know. <laughs> right? <laughs> Metro booming again. Again, every female you've ever seen in the video is at this house party. And again, people could like look at the lyrics and say it's a little bit degrading. I would push back. Because I feel like at the end of the day, when you're just trying to have a good time, you're just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, also made a cameo in this video, Rich Paul, which for you guys who listen, uh, is LeBron's agent. And this is 2017 when Rich Paul really isn't Rich Paul yet. Also, who made a cameo in this video, Rudy Gobert, the starting center for the Utah Jazz, who at this time in 2017 really wasn't that guy either. So it's just crazy that all these people... You can even say a bunch of up-and-coming artists 
just felt the need to be there, which is even more amazing, right? Because yeah. I feel like they're not just saying, yo, I'm feel- I, I can- okay, we weren't there, but if I had to put myself in Preem's shoes and, he- in Preem's shoes and he's trying to sell this to them, I think he gives them the song right, right. and tells them the vision and they're like, bro, yeah. I gotta be there. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because again, there's no benefit to them from being there. Mm-hmm. They don't have a verse. They're not promoting shit besides Drake's liquor. But again, there's Drake artists or so whatever. Right. Like the idea that all these people wanted to be at this one video shoot that again ended up only only getting 2.5 million views in five and a half years. That's insane. Bro, that number needs to be 25 million. Right. But I think they're still fine with that because they're like, bro, this was a moment that at worst case scenario, I enjoyed this day when we recorded this. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's definitely how it went down. I'm sure there might be a degree of them expecting it to have blown up a bit more than, sure. than it did. Granted, Jackie Chan blew up, so I don't think clearly, necessarily clear, And they know clearly Preem and Nextdoor are those guys since then. Right. But yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard the song, I was like, these guys are criminally underrated for this one. Um, I can't necessarily be be mad because as long as I know the song, like who gives a fuck if, you know, everyone else knows it. I mean, at least it wasn't overplayed on the radio or anything. Right. At all. Yeah. At all. Dude, but right. What's crazy. I think two reasons why I think I love this song so much. Um, I think one reason why I'm getting so excited about it is because it feels like how when we found new artists and new songs and we were a part of it and we can say we're part of it from day one. I wonder if that's how those guys felt. The 21 Savage, the Metro Boomin. Right, because dude, think about it. That's a murder on the beat's beat. Metro Boomin has no reason to even be there. Mm. And he's just like, nah, I gotta be a part of that. Because like, yo, if this pops, fuck dude, I was a part from day one. I wonder if like that's why you and I are so excited Cause like I feel like that's how they had to feel. Because why would you? Why would Rich Paul be there, bro? Right. Like, what are you? Like, why are you yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think there might have been a? Because obviously Drake is like, in the context of everything, the biggest guys. So do you think he's telling them? Yeah, he's basically like, we're gonna have, you know, this massive party, like, all the people, who's anybody who's anybody is gonna be there. Come and through. I, I need you to come through. And they're yeah, like, I'm sure some of that. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the the um, the super positive version of me is just like, yo, I think they heard this song, understood the vision, and it's like, bro, I gotta be a part of it. Uh-huh. Right? Cause yeah, at the end of the day, like you don't want to put your name on anything. Right, right. Like at this point, 21 Savage in 2017 has essentially some kind of buzz, right? He already dropped a few of his bangers, he dropped uh bank account. Like people know who the right. fuck he is. He could easily be like, bro, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. And the amount of ca- Cameos who are unrelated to, I think, to kinda, the whole OVOC uh, verifies that because it's not like it was everyone from Drake's label or just everyone who was hot that year or right. something. It was like a bunch of people who were, uh, I guess, verified in their own right in their own industry or whatever the yeah, case is. Yeah, I just want to be a part of own it. circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be part of it. So again, love it. Go peep the video. We'll definitely add it to the playlist. And again, I think. Uh, hopefully, dude, between you and I, I think we locked in something here that can really just take the pod to a next level. Because, um, again, dude, you and I went through for, like, two hours, like, hits from, like, 2013 to 2017. 
mm-hmm. and that could be something we can explore moving forward for sure and really, again give listeners because i guarantee bro people don't know about this song yeah, yeah. not to say we're the end all be all but yeah. bro i shared this song with two people since like yo where'd you find this <laughs> so like if that can be on top of us finding new artists for you guys in interviews this can be something else we do for you guys which i'm super excited about same same here 100%. awesome dude. i agree with all of that all right bro but let the people know where to check us get out of here enjoy some pizza and uh wrap up this uh san fran trip yes sir check us out at www.audio-theory.com new episode every week spotify and apple music playlists on the site as well as well as the merch uh, yes we'll double back and see if you know maybe there's some new merch we can add to the site just to give you guys some dad hats maybe some dad hats something else to to choose from winners coming up so it never hurts to have an extra uh hoodie lying around facts um but yeah other than that please like subscribe share support the pod and be on the lookout for new content yeah, and obviously leave comments below. Let us know how you uh, appreciate the new setup. Uh, if you guys need me to fly out to San Fran or vice versa for uh, Blair, Florida, we will expense it. Thousand percent. <laughs> you, you guys also please help uh, support that as well. But we'll figure it out regardless. We'll figure it out. But uh, we're out, my guy. I love you. Love I appreciate you the hospitality. And let's do it again. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.